0: Hey, Albert and Cameraman Cam back. Another episode of the Moto Academy podcast. The number one podcast on motocross. We're ramping up the stats, the analytics, everything is ramping up. The yeah. Moto Academy app. Just doing one of these. If you guys are watching, if you're inside of the Moto Academy app, watching full episodes, which by the way is the only place you could watch full episodes, go to club.themotoacademy.com, subscribe to the app. If you haven't done that yet and you're an avid listener of this podcast, I don't know what you're doing. To be quite honest, Moto free. use the code Motofree at club.themotoacademy.com. At least try it for your first month for free on me. I'm not supposed to give that up (laughs) This Just right at the beginning
1: of the podcast, too. But I continue (laughs) to do
0: it right at the beginning of the podcast. So everybody is just handing out free months like nobody's business. Hey, but Uh, tell us
1: what we just did.
0: The trip giveaway? Yeah. Oh, heck yeah. Oh, my gosh. But first, if you're watching, to complete that thought, sorry, ugly, <laughs> uh, ugly visual. My apologies. I, I, we moved again, so <laughs> wait, wait Daisy, we moved again. But I guess more specifically, we're homeless, and we are now living with Ali's dad for a little bit because we can't figure out where to live.
1: But oh, that's you, okay. You actually moved again, like again, move again, 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 Dude. again. Dude, what the? What are you doing? It's hectic out here.
0: So <laughs> we're in a different place. Different podcast visuals. I promise one day in the near future, there will be a permanent podcast studio. I promise. Uh, but yeah, if you are inside of the app or if you're not and you're maybe thinking about it, maybe you're on the borderline, it, it, the community is growing at a rapid rate and it is awesome to see. Like It is so exciting. We just did a trip giveaway. So the way we structure these is we kind of come up with a cool uh a promotion to tie it to so we just re- we just released a bunch of jet lawrence masterclasses which came out awesome dropped those and tied to it a trip to where we picked somebody to fly to salt lake city to watch jet lawrence's final 250 supercross race at his career i flew in or i'm flying in the entire moto academy team all of our employees there's like six or seven of us we'll all be there um and yeah, we just randomly picked a winner. So I went live. When did I do that? Yesterday?
1: Day uh, before? Yeah, yesterday or the day before. One of those.
0: Yesterday, the day before, we I went live inside of the app, randomly picked a winner. So shout out Cowie Ryan if you're listening to this. Ryan will be flying in from, I think, LAX. So he's out in Los Angeles. Pretty cool. And he'll be hanging out with us for the weekend in Salt Lake City, which is going to be a blast. And then what I decided is I'm like, you know what? Let's pick an OG, somebody that's been in there helping the community cro- grow from the beginning. There's been a couple of people, uh, and more than a couple, that have really just stepped up from the beginning. The, because what happens is, and this is just what happens, I feel like, in any community or just life in general, when it starts out small and there's a small group of people or, generally speaking, a smaller group of people, uh, it's. I think most feel uncomfortable in stepping up and putting out posts and putting themselves out there, whether it's just personal insecurity or just they don't know, they're just feeling the app out, right? But there's been a handful of people that have been incredibly engaged from day one. They've been subscribed since nearly the beginning. And in my mind, that's what helps cultivate the community. So it's incredibly important. And I'm like, screw it, let's pick another person. Let's pick a second winner. Might as well spend all my money. And we picked the real GP. So shout out, Greg, the real GP from, uh, I think he lives in Arizona. And we're going to fly him in also for Salt Lake City. And it's going to be epic. I got confirmation yesterday. I talked to the track owner of this private track Mm. that was built. uh, This first person is apparently pretty wealthy. They bought a giant golf course on the side of a mountain Mm -hmm. and decided to turn it into a dirt bike track.
1: Everybody so, knows what track we're talking about, by the way.
0: Oh, do, does everybody know that? Was everybody I the only one track. that lives under a rock and yeah, just they, didn't know?
1: Guys, the golf course track. We're going to the freaking golf course track. Like, the golf course track. <laughs> so, so this is
0: the golf course this track?
1: This is the one. I am so pumped. Wow. It looks amazing.
0: I don't know how I hadn't seen the GoPro video until just now, but it it's incredible. So I didn't know it we're was gonna, in Salt Lake, like
1: or near there. I didn't know that. For some reason I thought. Oh, the I was
0: scenery up. looks insane. The track looks super fun. Looks dangerous, honestly. It seems like if you miss a couple of the jumps off to the side, you're going off a cliff. But Right. You, you know what? That's okay. Uh we're going to get some awesome content. So we're going to take the whole team and our trip winners there to the track in the morning It's going to be a busy busy weekend because right. I fly in midnight on Friday. We're going to show up be on the bikes probably riding at 8:30 saturday morning Mm -hmm. get in a few hours of good riding and then we're gonna go straight to salt lake supercross with the entire crew try to get there at 11 maybe noon right when qualifying starts and then when all of it's over we're gonna do an end of season podcast with the entire team so it's gonna be a long weekend but it's gonna be epic
1: yeah i can't wait and you booked a sick airbnb like, yeah, I'm pumped. Oh, and it look the I'm Airbnb. Pumped. I mean, it's got a pool table. It's got a what else does it have? I don't Do you know. know how long it took me to book that?
0: No. Forty five seconds. Oh yeah. Because you you know what happens when? Have you ever gone to book something? And this happens every vacation for my <laughs> wife and I, and we travel with Allie's dad all the time. Is that you end up looking at either locations or hotels? Forever because you just end up going in circles of "Mm, this Mm. one looks cool. Oh, this one looks awesome Ah, this one looks great, too And then you're in like a revolving circle and then you end up picking nothing and you don't do it. So (laughs) I I went to Airbnb I typed in Salt Lake City for those dates and then the one thing I I like to click super host so that you just kind of have peace of mind that it's Gonna be good reviews good spot and it was like the second to the top and I'm just like boom clicked it Had a sauna it was on the side of a mountain, looked which looked really cool. It could mm. sleep like twelve people or it's fourteen got a people. a Sauna. Yeah. It doesn't wow. have a hot tub, which is the only bummer. After I booked it, I'm like, "Ooh, I should have looked for a hot tub." But
1: yeah, it's got a sauna. I mean, that's borderline cool. unacceptable, but I forgive you.
0: Yeah, I know. Mm. Maybe it does. Maybe it does. Uh, it's got a pool table, and it just looks really. It looks like a cool spot. So we're gonna have everybody crash there. Um, oh, it's so cool. Because I'm just lucky that every time, I mean, it's one epic weekend or one epic trip after another is what it feels like.
1: Yeah, but this one's, this one's different. Like, we've talked about doing a team (laughs) trip, and I, along with probably the rest of the team, were like, well, that'll never happen. And sure enough, dude, we're going to freaking do it. I mean, Mechanic Dan, Driver Jamie, the two of us, Ryan Jackson, freaking, we're all, uh, it's going to be awesome. And we're just going to be hanging out. How cool is that? Like, we never get to do that. Guess whose name you just forgot? No, I'm sorry, James. (laughs) (laughs) James, I'm so sorry.
0: The only name that he left out.
1: Coach James. Unreal. I really don't think he listens to the podcast. Uh, Unreal.
0: Pretty pretty sure he doesn't. Hopefully, he doesn't have time to because I've been working Coach James like crazy. He even called me. Yeah, the whole team. It's going to cost me a fortune. But I honestly think, with all hands on deck, that the content we'll get from it is going to be worth it. Uh, yeah, we're going to make a movie. Yeah, and also, be- so. beside that, the, the the subscriptions that it pushed for the promotion of the giveaway itself did really well. So, hopefully, we we've, we've played around with the idea. We've we've obviously done four or five or six of these giveaways. I feel like at this point, leading up to this point, as sort of test runs. We've changed things, we've done them intermittently, but with the goal of always, I I wanted to try and do them regularly was was the idea and do them at the highest level. I think the content that we'll get from this one is going to be by far the most epic content we've got from a giveaway times 10. And then this will feed the next one, which will then get more subscribers, which I can then fund and it just blow the experience up into bigger and bigger trips each time
1: yeah this one's gonna be special right because like all the others have come to us and like the the winner has come to us which has its own specialness to it right where it's like you get to see the places we're at all the time the places where we make videos all the time like um like eric came to uh daniel's house jackson came to tomahawk fire will came to tampa mx like those are the places we've been a lot this one has its own specialness to it because like it's all new for all of us. Yeah. Like we're all just going to Salt Lake City, Utah and we're just gonna like, we're just gonna live it up. It's gonna be wicked fun, wicked fun. And we get to, dude, we're gonna spectate Supercross. How crazy is that? Yeah,
0: which I'm excited about actually, especially for that one. I think it'll be cool to watch Jets last 250 race. It's an east-west shootout, which is always exciting. I love Salt Lake personally. So uh, I absolutely. wish we had a little more time. It's a, it's a bit of a bummer that it's in and out, but it, it'll be a, the most action-packed 48 hours ever. So thank you guys for, that did subscribe. Thank you guys that continue to build that community because I put everything back into it. And I'm just like, I have so much fun doing it. Like I'll never not do that because it's so cool. Like when I announced the winner... And then when I announced that the real GP also was winning, he f- was so surprised and, and freaked out. Premix Papa called me <laughs> by accident, he said, and because I answered on first ring because I had the phone in my hand. And he goes, oh, AJ, I'm so sorry. I was just trying to send you a text, but I ended up talking on the phone with Premix Papa for five minutes. And he's <laughs> like, man, I am just so grateful for everything you do. Like That is so amazing that you had me tearing up. I just thought it was so cool because... I know how much real GP would appreciate it, and yeah. And then I was just crossing my fingers that he would be able to go, which he is. Yeah. And it is so cool because these guys are are so invested in the community that it's like, yeah, it's just cool to give them the opportunity. Uh, right. But what they don't realize is it's equally as fun and exciting for us. I don't right. think that's maybe where the translation is lost. Like, right. Yeah. I don't think they realize how, how excited we get.
1: I have that than I get. <laughs> I have that when people at Supercross. This has like been my line all of a sudden. Unintentionally, but it's become my line. At Supercross, when people ask to take pictures with me, I'm always like, Well, it's cooler for me than it is for you. <laughs> you know, like um, but yeah, dude, Real GP was pumped. Yeah. He messaged me yeah. um and was just so excited. He and I have like been trying to meet. For so long, you know, because you have had classes that he's been out and I've never been able to make them. Uh, It's just going to be awesome.
0: Oh, you're going to you're going to like him a lot. He's super cool. And you know what I'm most excited for? And really smart, really smart, super creative. Like and that's what I like, too, is these guys that have been heavily involved from the beginning are great minds. Like they have. uh, They help they help with creating ideas.
1: Well, you know what I was going to say. Is we're gonna have Real GP asking questions on the podcast in real life. <laughs> like oh, just yeah. as they come. He's not even gonna have to send them in. It's wow. be awesome. Yeah, he
0: could be our podcast moderator. He exactly. The real GP trip yes. winner. Yeah, yeah, that's epic. So yeah.
1: cool. Gonna be fun. Gonna be fun. I can't wait. I mean, I'm just, uh, it's all gonna be awesome. But we gotta get through Denver first. I fly out in a couple days. Um, what a perfect yeah, scenario for supercross right like you have hunter just won his first championship next week jet will knock on wood win his championship and then you got the 450 championship like that's a great way to end it gosh dang it so you don't think tomac will well how many points is tomac up uh not many it would be tough for him to win it this weekend Oh,
0: okay. Well that's good. At least possible,
1: but tough. Sexton would have to be outside of like the top fifteen probably, give or take. Like um but you never know. You never know. I hope he doesn't wrap it. I want him to wrap it in Salt Lake or else Salt Lake's gonna be like something's gotta be happening. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, well (coughs) either way. Yeah. That'll be cool. I go back I go to Tomahawk tomorrow. What? Yeah, fly to Tomahawk tomorrow. So, see you guys there. That would be awesome. Pump, always pumped to go back there. Yep. Love that track. Love Northern it,
1: Virginia. I miss that track.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk.
1: Do we talk, where were we just? Nashville. Do we talk Nashville? Yeah, Nashville. I love Nashville. Guys, I hate cities and I love Nashville. It is the only city in the country I like, period. <laughs> no offense to all the others. But that's <laughs> is awesome.
0: Let's, let's start at the beginning and then, and then, or let's start at the end and then backtrack to the beginning. You want to start? Do you th- know what happened after we? Did
1: lost you go each to other? Hunter's thing? No, no, even better. What happened? And you're gonna cry. So you haven't heard the story? No, I, uh, Jamie sent me a picture of Hunter. Well, <laughs> I was in bed already when I got the picture. Okay. <laughs> so,
0: were you with me when? my aunt Kim led us to
1: the stage place yeah
0: okay so we were all still together as a group then which was miraculous because we had a group of let's just say 20 people it felt like at least yeah trying to navigate the city of Nashville together on a Saturday night is it's impossible we did a good job we kept the group together for the first hour two hours and then I, I ran into my aunt Kim Which is hilarious so then she goes oh hey let's go to this stage place it's a little bit more of a hole in the wall probably just a little less hectic i'm like cool we follow her there we get in as soon as we get in i then find Mackenzie. oh what which is which is epic because mckenzie was texting dan and dan's like oh it's it's too this is too difficult to try and link up like if we see it it'll be fate and we'll see it and sure enough The first person I see when I walk into that place, and this was our intention was that was gonna be our last place that we went to, is Mackenzie. So he's all excited. And then I lose you guys. Yeah. But then Mackenzie and everybody else drag me up to the rooftop of this place, which was, from my recollection, like kind of hard to find. It It was most people. I don't know how we even found where to get up onto that rooftop, to be quite honest, because it was almost like a speakeasy to where it it was weird. It was like four levels to get to the rooftop. was It was like a maze to get up there. So we get to the rooftop. Night is like basically sort of winding down at this point for us because I had zero intention of ruining myself by staying out until 2. So it was like 11.30 or midnight at this point.
1: Yeah, mind you... I t- my group went to the hotel We oh. got to that bar. We were there for 10 minutes. We're like yeah, we're we're over it. Let's leave <laughs> we left.
0: Oh, okay. we went back. Yeah, we went to bed. Oh No way. Yeah. okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, so then I'm upstairs. It's 1130 or 12 at this point I turn around with somebody tapping me on the shoulder and it's hunter <laughs> And I have never been so surprised. I'm like, are you, what the, what is happening? Yeah. What
1: are you doing up here?
0: (laughs) He's never, he's never gone out to a bar before. No, he doesn't drink. First time, first time ever going to a bar. He wasn't drinking. Yeah. But just the fact that he ended up (laughs) on this rooftop of this random hole in the wall place of anywhere he could have chosen in Nashville. And I turn around and it's him of all people. I'm like, Oh my God. That is epic. And then, then I turn around to my other side and it's Christian. It's cam camera. Yep. It's Lars. It's uh, Hutch. I think was there. It all of team Honda. That's awesome. Is there Jeremy from Red Bull, uh, Dan, it, Michael Byrne, just absolutely everybody. So that was super cool. Hunter and I had a really awesome conversation actually. And he goes, I haven't told you any of this yet. Nope. He, uh, I was just sort of picking his brain about mentally where he was at, like through the season and now, and that was a really interesting conversation. And he goes, Albert, because him and Jet call me Albert, Mm -hmm. and Lucas, Albert, I can't tell you how glad I am that you were the one waiting for me on that triple.
1: Oh, that's so cool.
0: He goes, if anybody out on that track, I was hoping that it would be you that I was gonna run into. And I'm like, wow, that's really, really cool. Wow. Yes. Yeah, so we hung out with Hunter for, I, I don't know, half hour, 45 minutes. And then everybody left. And it was just, as we were leaving, driver Jamie goes, man, I used to think it was coincidence. But now the situations that happen to you and what, everything that you attract, he's like, it's just unbelievable. And it amazes me every day. Yeah, I mean, I just think of the whole storyline oh, of everything that continues to happen. Dude,
1: oh shoot!
0: Even just he goes. It's not a coincidence that Hunter ended up on that bar, on that bar with you, right? Or the fact that I ended up on that triple with Hunter of anywhere I could have been yeah. located on that track on the final lap. And Absolutely. I'll tell that story a little bit more in a second.
1: I mean, I don't. Uh, but yet, I don't yeah, I don't it was the coincidence.
0: It was an epic. I just will say it was the best possible way to cap off the season. Period. The whole thing was. Perfect, and I know like outside listening in might be well. Hang on a second, didn't you get 18th in the main event? Like, couldn't you have maybe done a little bit better than we'll that? get to that. Just like the the whole way the season went uh, in my mind, storyline wise, pretty pretty much perfect.
1: Don't even know what you got in the main because you didn't. I mean, who knows? Because
0: it doesn't it doesn't matter. I rode good in the main. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Think about my main event, the first one that I made in Houston, uh, or like the first couple, compared to. The end of the season where i was actually racing my way through the entire main event
1: aj we need to we need to do a podcast with jet and hunter i just spilled that water everywhere yeah uh no like i was just thinking we need to we need to do that in like the next couple weeks
0: yeah luke yep let's do that because lucas called me yesterday yeah and was all gung-ho moto academy because he's like i have a few weeks here where i've gotten through most of the championship stuff with jet and hunter that i have to set up right he's like i really want to put put a heavy push in for two three weeks of my time towards moto academy so while we have his attention
1: i think we need to i don't know what it's going to take i think we need to fly ourselves in aka me because i'm the only one who isn't in florida and do it right and do like a we need season to- wrap up
0: we need to create uh, a pitch, though, for Lucas, because you know what Lucas's line is. He he hates podcasts.
1: Right. <laughs> right. But well, he it's hates for the movie.
0: Podcasts. So we, we have to try to tell him why our angle is special and different.
1: We'll make a mindset movie. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. We'll That's talk right. about that later. Um so that'll be our pitch. Hey, the audio
0: from this and yeah. the, the, this will be used to help create the narration and the storyline of the movie. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Right. So now so I'm making easy.
1: two yeah. movies. That's wonderful. I don't know how the heck I'm going to do that. Uh, Good luck out there. Thanks, man. Yeah, we'll sort that out when we get to it. Um, so Nashville that? from Nashville. the beginning. Yeah, I just love Nashville. I got there. Oh, yeah, I got there. <laughs> so I got there wicked early Friday morning. Uh I met up with Dan and driver Jamie and all my friends came, all my friends from Vermont came and we all flew down. It was a really big trip for us. Like we've never done something like that before. Um, Oh really? Yeah. I mean like you gotta remember like they probably haven't been on a plane in a very long time. You know, it's like, I, I, I don't want to say like, I I really try not to take it for granted, but you do forget that a lot of people don't like get on planes all the time. You know what I mean? Like, um, so anywho, that was that was awesome. But we get down there. Uh, my crew got the cowboy boots and the hats and the, it was hilarious.
0: Um, Which, by the way, Josh, let's let's hope he's still wearing that cowboy hat because he looked like he belonged in it.
1: Oh, no, he'll wear that thing forever. Oh, good. He'll wear good. that thing forever. And Kip got boots. <laughs> yeah, they're they're awesome. But anywho, went out to uh, lunch with everybody. Uh, Ryland came, uh, driver Jamie, Dan had Nashville hot chicken for the first time flipping amazing was so good Um, but we got to hang out Friday and then uh, didn't see you guys for dinner because you wanted to eat at four and we ate lunch at two (laughs) Um,
0: I was in bed by like seven I think that night yeah but it was
1: kind of cool like we went to the steakhouse my group of friends went to the steakhouse and we're pulling in I'm like is that jet I'm like that sure looks like jet and uh, sure enough, I roll down the window and I wave and Jet's like, oh, no, Like you know, he gives me one of those. Um, but it was cool to run into them and like firepower Honda was there. Uh, who else was there? Somebody else was there. That's what I love about Supercross is you go to these areas and it's just all these industry people all over the place. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Um, but yeah, Nashville, earliest morning ever. The other thing that Holy happened at four no o'clock way. on Friday was track walk. And you hadn't landed yet, I don't think.
0: Oh yeah, well, it turns out my flight landed an hour earlier than expected, so I, I think I touched down at three. Track walk was at four. I could have made it, but I started heading back to the hotel, and then I realized, oh, track walks in in twenty minutes. Could mm-hmm. I turn around and make it? Yeah, but it's too. It's, I'm like, ah, whatever. Yeah, I don't need it. I'll figure it out. But the tricky thing was. And this is the first time i've ever done this in supercross saturday morning it was a day race so track uh first practice was at like 7 15 is that right
1: yeah the first c group was out there at 7 a.m we got there it was dark still And you know what's
0: interesting is this is the good thing about going to bed early i wasn't tired at all mm-hmm. at all in fact after the second time qualifier or no, maybe even before the heat race. I looked at the time and I'm like, oh my God, I forgot this was a day race. I totally, my body, I felt like exactly the same as a night race, which was great. And I imagine that's not the same for a lot of guys, especially West Coast guys that are three hours, different time zone. I felt amazing. So so first free practice or free practice was at seven something, seven o'clock, which is crazy. Barely, the sun had barely come up. When I went out there, you can't get a visual on the track. So you walk through the tunnel and I'm watching the screen and my track walk was hoping that they'd keep the camera on one guy for an entire lap so I could memorize the track layout by watching a person on the screen do an entire lap, which a little scary, a little hairy. Yep. And the problem with that also is that you're watching guys that are in B group. Is that your coffee? Yeah. Is it good? Yeah. I, uh, Wait, so that's, that's the coffee out of the can, but you poured it in a cup?
1: Yeah, I put uh, oat milk and maple syrup in it.
0: I was going to say, it doesn't look as dark as I would have expected.
1: Yeah. No, it's quite good. I'll, I'll get you there. I'll get you there. So, I'm going to make you a latte.
0: You'll love it. So I'm learning the track because I didn't do track walk. <clears throat> I hadn't looked at a track map, which would have been helpful. By watching the big screen and the direction... Of which these guys are going so in my head I'm just trying to sit there and like memorize where which way I'm supposed to turn when I get out there so that made it a little more difficult but I still learn the track all things considered pretty quickly first practice I just forgot until right now first first practice was also muddy wasn't it
1: yeah so this is what I was gonna say it rained all week we thought it was gonna be two mutters in a row right cuz MetLife wasn't saying um, it was amazing how not muddy it was, but it was very slick and muddy, but I just wanted to point out cause I thought it was funny, uh, cause I already edited this part of the video for this week, but all the interviews in the morning and stuff, when we first got there, you were getting near, geared up. You didn't talk about track walk at all. And then you have your helmet on and right when you left the tent to walk to the stadium and I have this all recorded cause you had a mic in your helmet and you're like, wait a minute, I don't know what the track looks like. <laughs> And then Dan, Dan goes, to, and this is such a funny part of the video that's already in there. Dan goes, yeah, there's like, you know, a rhythm section, then right-hander, dra- dragon's back, whoops, left. And then there's another side.
0: <laughs> it was awesome. Wow. Yeah. And what's funny is that's comical, but that is literally a real thing. That yep. is not acting. Didn't know what it like. <laughs> that is what happened. So, all things considered, and I had to learn the track in the mud I tell you what dude i things are different now just different mindset i i I go through the day on race day different like i didn't get nervous i didn't freak out about it that that's a really difficult situation to overcome if you think about it muddy track not seeing the track trying to learn it quickly didn't ride during the week because i we're nomads and we move all the time now and i haven't been riding since detroit and uh still felt great in the bike Still felt great on the bike. I'm just, like, able to mentally kind of trick myself into not thinking that it's been so long or that I'm starting to get rusty or that, yeah, maybe I'm a little more out of breath than normal. Overall, felt good. First-time practice. Wasn't I top 10 after first-time practice?
1: First-time practice, you were 10th, yeah. Which That's cool. amazing. That's insane. That's insane. That's and, ins- like, how muddy was the track? It looked like the hard oh. base and slop on top. Is that what it was? or?
0: Yeah, so... This, these conditions, it was c- clay. It didn't look like bright orange Georgia clay, but it is 100% clay. Almost looks like the clay that somebody like in art class or whatever, like you would be spinning the thing and making uh, artwork. What, what the heck is it called? Clay? clay yeah, oh, I guess. Pottery? Is that what it, pottery.
1: Talking? Pottery.
0: <laughs> <laughs> It looks like exactly what you would use for pottery. So when it's wet, it's wet, it's grease. It basically turns into grease. So it's super slippery. But immediately, even in first practice, in the spots that it was starting to tack up and dry out just a little bit, just enough to tack up, it was forming clumps and sticking together really, really, really hard and and tight. So even one of the track workers came up to me and he asked how the track was. Uh, Dan from what, the place? what is it? 10th Street in New 10th Jersey Street. psych and wait what yeah he's one of the
1: dirtworks guys that's why he looked so familiar yeah you never do that oh my gosh we saw him in Atlanta I'm like man I feel like I know you that's hilarious yeah, right. yeah. The story. Dan Duffy
0: from Who 10th Street awesome dude by the way love that guy He wants to work at Moto Academy, Georgia, so have I said that yet in the podcast, that that's happening? Dude, only
1: every single episode.
0: Oh, okay. (laughs) And then every episode, I also forget that I did that. Yeah. uh, I'd love to have him as an employee one of these days, because he's super cool. But he goes, he asked how it was, and I'm like, is it hard to get the equipment across this? And he's like, dude, it's sticking to everything. Like, it's stuck, it's sticking to the tracks, it's sticking to the blade it's it which then creates like it peels back layers of the dirt and it creates clumps um all things considered they did a pretty good job with it during the day but it was it was a weird track to ride so in that first time qualifier it was tacking up just enough to where it was creating bumps and i'm not talking like gentle braking bumps like the most harsh bumps as if you were just running into curbs the entire time all the way around the corners so much so that you couldn't sit until the corner was over with in a lot of spots, like before the dragon's back and after the finish line. And it was a really janky feeling track for that first time qualifier, which would probably explain why I got 10th. Because mm. I, I remember looking around in that practice and there was a bike cart reeling to my left, there's red cross flags out to my right, there's yellow flags out in this corner. And I'm like, whoa, people are all over the place. And that's typically when I tend to excel just because I think I end up being a little less all over the place in those situations. The technique kind of takes over and I can just be steady Eddie and super consistent, which is great. It's a testimonial to the technique, but 10th in that felt great backed up my 10th place time with three times that were within four tenths of a second or three tenths of a second. So that's probably more so than even the lap time that is a sign of comfort and that is a sign of confidence. And that's a good sign that the race is gonna go well that night. So for example, if I qualified 10th, I had three times that would have also qualified me in like the top 12, where usually guys second times in some situations could drop off a second or two or three seconds. And basically, you know, they just got that one lap in almost as like a Hail Mary or just that they, what they're not able to be as consistent where I was just ticking off laps on a really beat up track which was great so that gave me a boost of confidence which is always helpful and always nice third time qualifier this is when they groom the track so this is typically along with the heat race the best that you'll see the track all day but it was still keep in mind it's a day race so the sun's beating on it it wasn't super hot but it was warm enough to be drying up and same situation where it's drying up now we have really hard packed dry spots that are actually creating dust then you have the spots that are tacking up just enough to be the hardened clumps. And you still have a couple of spots that are greasy. So now you're dealing with those three variables in that third practice, which was difficult for that because they had tried to groom some. So it was like you're trying to attack the track more because times were dropping by a couple seconds. And the track was hairy. The track was definitely hairy. Dragon's back was getting gnarly, which you guys saw in the night show. A bunch of guys were crashing on it. And the whoops were getting gnarly too because where they were cupping, it was a normal cup, but with it being that clay, it was uh, the most harsh cup ever. So the difference would be when you build whoops in California or most hard packed locations, they're drying up and they harden basically immediately. So that's when you get blue groove, where you just have a whoop that's polished off. It might chunk a tiny, tiny bit, but it's more so just polished since this track was built very likely in the rain, or it rained right after it was built, you're getting those chunks out, but then when it hardens, it kind of blue grooves with the hardened chunks, so it was creating like these crazy pointy edges, uh, making it just really, really difficult to ride. But, and what I was doing in time qualifying too, is I was leaving it in third gear, because I was getting lazy, I was hitting the turn, the turn was all screwed up, so I wasn't able to get my shift to fourth for the dragons back, which I should have been. And then if I didn't get the shift to fourth in the dragons, I really should have been getting my fourth when I caught air jumping off the dragons. And because I was hitting the dragons back in third and revving out, I was getting popped weird coming off of the lip. So I was either getting kicked into an endo or a couple of times I was getting kicked into a loop out a little bit. And then I would get lazy and in that, not get my upshift to fourth. So now I'm skimming the whoops every lap and fourth in that time qualifier and bike is just dancing everywhere. Overall, I end up qualifying, what? 15th? Fifteen, yeah. 15th. But again, a whole bunch of those times, super consistent. I felt great about it. I didn't feel like I was riding over my head. I felt confident. And 15th is good enough to get a good gate pick. Actually, it's, it's in fact, the one of the last spots that you'd want to qualify to get a really good gate pick for the uh, heat.
1: Yeah, because you want top seven gates. You, right? you
0: really want top seven. Top yeah. eight, yeah, yeah, that's okay. Top nine, it's like, mm, you're, you're running out of good gate options. Right. Top seven, pretty much any gate that you have option to it in top seven is gonna be good. And that ends up being the difference maker because you, you can place yourself, and I never really thought about it that, uh, that much to be quite honest, which is weird. But that's the difference maker. I lined up right to the right in the heat race of of J-Mart, and I had a horrible exit of the gate, which might've been the reason that location was left open until seventh gate pick, is because as soon as you cross the plastic, deep dip, and then a hole, and it was hardened. So I'm like, oh boy, this is gonna be weird. Gate drops. I get a good jump, but I wheelie a little bit, but not much. I manage it super well, keep my chest down and I keep driving forward. And J-Mart, I was probably a half bike length behind him coming into the first turn. Maybe I was a full bike length behind him. He gave me a ton of room, which was really quite nice and just mature of him, I guess. He didn't feel like he needed to close the gap super aggressively and like put me and the three or four guys to my right into the tough blocks, which is what most people unfortunately do. And so what, what it created is when I got to the first turn, I just had a wide open inside. And I just jetted around the inside really fast. I think I actually ended up getting a wheel in front of J. Mart. And then we went through the rhythm. He went back by me, but I was in a perfect spot. And then first couple of laps, I was right behind a young guy on the Rockstar Husky. I always forget his name. Hawkins. Talon Hawkins. Talon Hawkins. And Henry Miller and I want to say Hicks Mike Michael Hicks is that his first name 460 uh, sure he's fast no idea. Uh, I think I think he was up there so I was right behind those three and the way that the young guy Hawkins on the Husky was riding the other guys it I just knew that something was going to happen he was riding too aggressive he was trying to make passes in spots that didn't necessarily make sense And I'm like, Oh boy, he's going to take somebody out or even better yet for me, he's going to take them both out. So (laughs) I, I was just chilling. I didn't really feel much pressure from behind. I can't remember who was behind me, but it wasn't an urgent situation. At least I didn't feel. And I just hung out there for a couple laps. And sure enough, after the finish Hawkins rides in super aggressive on one of the Hondas that was in front, front of me, doesn't take him down, but hits him hard enough to where he takes himself down and then i think henry miller rides up over him and they both crash and i'm like bingo two spots that bumps me up to seventh or whatever the heck it was eighth and at that point nobody behind me it created a barrier of nobody behind me and that's exactly how you want a heat race to go so i just cruise the rest of the time dan never gave me this this is usually the sign of hey dude you got you got a ton of space he never gave me this he must have forgot But I I was pretty sure, I kept looking back, I'm like, I think I have a bunch of space behind me. And then I even saw that guy. I'm like, I think he's got a bunch of space behind him. So I just cruised it, which is a nice feeling again from the first time I qualified straight out of a heat or just qualified for the main period this season uh, and how exhausted I was compared to these last few. It's not that I've gotten in better shape because I've in fact gotten in worse shape but I've, I think I'm just and believing that I belong in the main more, so I'm chilling out. When I'm in the situations where I'm in a position to where I can make it and should make it, I'm just chill and relaxed, and it it just makes it so that I can hold on more loosely and breathe, yeah. which is nice. So straight through the main at the last race, I was so pumped because what's happened in the past, and I think I talked about this a little bit on camera throughout the day, is... I would be complacent. It'd be the last race of the year, many of which in my career, those races were in Vegas. And I'm just like, you know what? We made it a healthy season. Vegas was always a hard pack, kind of sketchy track for me. Why push it? Why push it? And in my head, in Nashville, I told myself that that wouldn't happen. I don't want to be reckless, of course. I need to stay safe, but I do not want to fall into that route of being, that mindset of being complacent. I want to push to the end. I want to give these guys full effort because I continue to see it week, just week in and week out, like mechanic Dan, how much work he puts in. It's crazy. It's crazy. The dude, you know, he's paying for a lot of stuff out of his own pocket and he works like a madman. Uh, and, And I trust him. So I'm grateful that I trust him to be working on the bike. And I don't take that lightly. You have Driver Jamie, who, shout out Driver Jamie, it, dude's getting stupid famous. Dude, he really is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he signed a toy van this weekend.
1: That's the ultimate. Can you believe that? That's probably the best moment so far. Somebody
0: came up to him with a toy Sprinter van and he signed the van. Uh, shout out Driver Jamie. Like He puts in so much work. And again, he's a he's a retired military, a retired firefighter. I, he is on our, our payroll, but... It's not enough to justify how much work he puts in, they not even close. So with that, I, I'm like, I, I don't feel the pressure, but it's I feel it necessary to put in full effort. And unless there's a real legitimate reason, like a rain situation in a race in Tampa or something like that, where it's like, mm, let's not, because there's a very high likelihood I will get myself messed up. Outside of that, on a day that I feel comfortable, like, Nashville, we're we're going to put in full effort here. So it, for me, it was like that was... I felt proud that I could end the season that way. And 18th in the main, rode hard the whole time. I was completely exhausted. It was hot. The track was beat up. I found a couple of new lines that I didn't do all day because the old lines went away because it got so rutted. So I was proud of all the little things that I did in the main, The guys that beat me didn't beat me because I was just rolling around. They beat me because they were just a little bit faster than me in spots, uh, which is good because it, like I said, at the beginning of this year in the main events, it was a couple of good laps and then see ya, just toast. And then uh, yeah, halfway through the race, Hunter comes by to lap me right at the mechanics area. And this was funny too. I talked to, to Cameron about it at the bar after the race. We go past the mechanics area and I'm just, I, could you see it from wherever you were? I'm just yeah. fist pumping and cheering on Hunter and yelling. And uh, his mechanic, Cameron, at the at the bar, he goes, yeah, dude, I had, the, I had the pit board put out there. But then I saw you and how hard you were cheering for him. And I just pulled the pit board back in I <laughs> just said, uh, he, he's got this lap. He's got it taken care of.
1: Oh, my gosh. Which that's
0: epic, that's hilarious. So Hunter goes by, and I continue about my business. I have the last seven minutes of the race, whatever it is. By the way, he caught up and lapped me fast, and he's coming by to lap me a second time. Which again, for how well I rode, I can't believe that he was—he almost lapped me twice.
1: That's hey, incredible. Dude, it was championship day for Hunter. He can lap. He's gonna lap you as many times as he wants. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, yeah like absolutely.
0: He was on another level oh i mean he must have been to, to that to lap me almost lap me twice it on a day where i was riding fairly well that's 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 insane so i get the two lap no there is no two lap to go that's halfway i i know there's two laps to go somehow oh because i'm watching the countdown timer at this point because i'm so tired i'm watching the the, the thing the big tower countdown i know it's going to be white flag as I'm going up the finish line for my white flag, I peek to my right and Hunter's coming down the straightaway. He's the next bike after me. And so what that means is that I don't have to finish my last lap. I will still get 18th. Yeah. So I, within, in the air over the finish line, I do that quick, just make that decision go, okay, there's nobody behind. I'm pretty sure I don't have to ride this lap. I won't get a DNF. I'll still get 18th. And I'll be the first one to see Hunter, to congratulate him. So. I land, I turn and I sit up on the triple face and Hunter lands a second and a half after me. I, I, as I'm going up the triple face, I watch as close in a front row seat as possible him going over the finish with the fireworks going off, celebrating the championship, like literally like right to my left as I'm going up the triple face. He is right there, turns left, comes up to me and uh, yeah, he was just crying. He just gave me a hug and was crying. And I think the only things he, I think he just said, thank you, Albert, Uh, which is funny. I just love that those guys still call me Albert, but (laughs) (laughs) uh, so cool. And the fact that later that night, he told me that I was the person he was happy to see there sitting on that triple is what a freaking way to end the season and to bring it all full circle. Like to have my business partners, Jet and Hunter, to be able to be out there racing with them is such a unique thing. And then to be able to be in the same main event, awesome. To line up next to him on the start, I forgot that happened. And I'll talk about that in a second because that was strategic for a couple of reasons. And then to celebrate with him on the triple right after the race, which, did you get that shot? Did anybody get that shot?
1: Yep. Okay. It's beautiful. I want... Is it cool? It's beautiful. It's... Wait, dude, if you aren't crying when you watch this video... (laughs) I'm going to be pissed. Wow. Is that good? Well, I hope so. I haven't gotten to that part yet, but I, but dude, it just, it means so much to us, right? Like, I mean, did you read your bar pad? Thank you. Yeah. I cried when they wrote that. I'm not even kidding. I teared up in the pit with Dan and Jamie when, when I I saw him write that I was like, dang, because, but also, like, even when you weighed it up for Hunter, like, Dan, Jamie, myself, we were all like, that's the ultimate. Because it's crazy for us to be in the position of being at Supercross, period. Right? But then, not to mention, it's like, we, we vicariously get to live this life with Jet and Hunter. You know what I mean? Like, that is crazy. Yeah, dude, it is. It's nuts. The guys. The guys. In the sport. Period. The guys. And we just get to... I. Well, what did I message Hunter? I, I messaged Hunter, obviously, because uh, I didn't see him after. What did I say to him? Which one? The fact that I can message Hunter Lawrence is crazy. I said, dude, proud of you, stoked for you, grateful to know you, good job and congrats. And he's just like, hey, thanks, buddy. You know what I mean? But even that no, is like...
0: That's funny. I said this. I said a similar thing. I texted him the next morning and I said, uh, grateful to be your friend. Yeah I mean, how cool and, and Just to even know that yeah,
1: he said you too. Just even know him.
0: Yeah, well, and, and that's just a, one piece of the, the puzzle. It's a really unique thing. yeah that we're doing. I mean, dude, and it's working. It's working. Like it's just crazy uh, how it comes together perfect. So even even the, the, the fact that this, the gate to the right of him was left open
1: yeah right uh, on the start like what how'd that it, uh, well then again w- nobody going against him wants to be lined up on the inside of him other than you <laughs> well i
0: mean to, you would think that the star yamaha would be want to be lined up on the inside of True. Him, right true that's what i would think yeah I, now it was a horrible gate as far as condition it was a hole <laughs> and a mound even worse than my heat race one was so it was, I mean, it, it was horrendous where Hunter's right to my left was perfect. But in my head, I'm like, okay, a couple of things here. One, uh, it protects Hunter because he now has a bike, a full bike, bike length on his right to where he knows that that guy is going to give way no matter what. He might as, be, might as well be lined up next to the doghouse. Mm-hmm. So that is, you're welcome, Hunter. That is a <laughs> huge thing. That's a huge thing. So I even if I got the, the start of all time, I'm not going to whole shot Hunter in that race. Absolutely not. I would guide him into the first turn if I needed to. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Uh, second thing, of, of course, I want to be lined up next to Hunter for my own safety. It makes me feel comfortable when I can be around him. So yes, I'm going to pick that gate for that reason. And number three, okay, this is the championship round for Hunter to clinch the championship, there is 99.99. In fact, there's 100% chance that that camera's on Hunter in that start. Mm-hmm. And you better believe that the 330's gonna be... <laughs>
1: right, <laughs> yeah.
0: Gonna be there if he can. Right. Obviously. Uh right. Yeah, so Dan got a cool picture from the back. Just like it... Just epic. Epic. The whole
1: thing. That start was hilarious, dude. Who the heck... You were just like... Remember the guy <laughs> fell in front of you? Oh, yeah. What
0: did it look like on camera? Did
1: you get that it shot? It looked hilarious. It looked like you were like, what are you doing? Like, just kind of like, well, he slowly fell Well, he fell was rolling. You. I yeah, think he from just, my memory,
0: he, he was literally falling and rolling. But I, it might have looked casual the way I handled it, but it didn't feel casual. I was so <laughs> locked up on the front brake and standing up, and my back tire was just off to my right. I'm pretty sure from what I remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it probably looked like I was just doing like the slow race, like balance drill. Yeah, that's what it looked like. But I was heavy, 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 heavy on the front brake as hard as I could. That was. Hilarious. So he would have got completely run over if that were anybody else. Yeah. Uh, oh, so it just looked like I was just sitting there, standing up. Just yeah, it looked at like him, you were like,
1: just kind of like, "What is happening down here?" <laughs> like it looked super casual. <laughs> I'll have but, to watch uh,
0: that back on TV. See what it looks like. It's in the.
1: It's in the video. It'll be. It'll be there. It'll oh, be I'm there. excited yeah. to see this video. I think it'll be good. I hope. I hope. It all, uh, what it,
0: else? Oh. Oh, also on the topic of uh, Nashville, before we get distracted, we had fan experience people there as oh, well, yeah. doing the Supercross fan oh, experience with gosh. us. Yeah. And two of them, Joel and Jerome, flew all the way from Australia. They're young, by the way, 25 and 31, I think is what they said. Dude. F- flew all the way from Australia, <laughs> are staying here for... Four weeks or something spent a ton yeah. of money traveling all over the US. They went to Coachella to cool locations, they went to Coachella, yeah. Then they go to Supercross, and he finds my experience because he types in Supercross VIP experience because he wanted something cool. He saw that Roxon had one, Tomac offered one from through Feld, and then he saw mine and he just thought that ours would be more of a team vibe. You get to be more of a part of the experience, which is very true. I, I doubt yeah, you even right. beat tomac or roxon for the other one right right um so they sign up i think fairly last second too from what i recall and these dudes are awesome i want to be their friend it was a riot dude hilarious uh, hilarious the whole time oh we end up going out with them at so which was the best part i'm very glad with everybody the whole night
1: Like, I was coordinating with Looped Out Leatherman. I was trying to get Premix Papa to find us. I was, like, the guy. I was just texting people the whole time, because that's why we just had a posse. Like, (laughs) How come we... Where did Premix Papa end up? Oh, he found... You know Premix Papa. He found a band and was vibing. (laughs) So he was dialed. Oh, was he? (laughs) Yeah. But, dude, (laughs) Premix Papa... I just have to shout out Premix Papa, because I made him laugh, which made me happy. We were talking about it the day after. Uh, We were talking about it on, like, Sunday or whatever. And, uh... And he was like, oh, bummed, we didn't meet up or whatever. And he was like, I was a little surprised. It's like the vibe of Nashville. And he's like, do you see like the groups of people there? And I was like, yeah, like downtown Nashville was like a big midlife crisis. Like, did you notice that? It was all these 40 year old women dressed up crazy. (laughs) Like, and I was like, yeah, it was just one big midlife crisis. And he was dying. It was awesome.
0: Yeah, I guess it was. Different vibe than last time we went. It was certainly a younger audience, I think, last
1: time. Well, not to well, last time we were there in the heat of July, right? Because isn't that when Loretta's is? Yeah, yep. Yeah. And it was a Tuesday night last time we were there. And I just remember we were in one place and it was like, like, oh, he, who here is on vacation? And everybody was like, yeah. <laughs> like, there was no locals there. You know what I mean? It was just so funny. It was so funny. It was like either bridal parties or like, middle-aged women in yeah, <laughs> on Broadway. yeah that, is
0: the, that is the demo that yeah. is the demo so these uh joel and jerome from australia do the fan experience they have a great time which is super cool uh and i can't wait to kind of up the level of that fan experience even more so for next year with considering we'll have the van built out yeah we'll probably be pulling a trailer so we'll have a bigger hospitality area like it's just kind of lo- it's going to level up a little bit We go out with, they end up going out with us and these dudes are just, that's just why the Australians are the best. They're just so fun to hang out with. So funny. They, at one point, I wish I could remember what song it was, but we're in this, in this one spot and it's a old country rock song. Yeah. (laughs) And everybody's singing the lyrics and in that place. And I look over and Jerome is singing the lyrics And then Joel goes, This is like out of a Disney movie. He goes, I didn't think this stuff actually happened. They just got such a kick out of like how corny and cliche and like uh, that's what they watch, like thinking like this this is what America is when you go out to like a country bar. And that's what was happening.
1: Oh, dude, it was
0: a riot. Yeah, those guys were super cool. And also, shout out Premix Papa. Um, Wish he could have ended up out with us, but that's funny that he. I could totally see him doing
1: that. Dude, he was probably I'm, having the time of his life, you know. I,
0: uh, Yeah, that's one dude I'm grateful to have inside of the app for sure because dude. he also seems really, he's smart, he's creative, he's wise. Uh, it's, it's sort of like a common theme with the, the guys that are heavily invested. You know
1: what else happened? What? Looped out Leatherman. Saw in the distance in the stadium. And he was like, man, that guy looks like Premix Papa. And went up and met him. Before we were at the pit or anything, Looped out Leatherman found Premix Papa in the stadium and went and said hi. Because he had seen him in he the air. He located him
0: from a distance inside the stadium? <laughs> oh, Isn't my God. is that unbelievable?
1: At least I believe that's what the story is. But I was like, that's insane. That is hilarious. What a cool thing. And um, also cool,
0: the fact that now... Yeah, and I, I can't, the, the fact that now people are meeting up and becoming friends in real life from the, the, the online community that is Moto Academy. And what I'm excited for now is the phone call I had with Subify, uh, and those listening, are just our dev team and our app developers. Version 2 and all of the updates that are coming in this version 2 are going to level it up like times 5. Version 2. So we're getting a entirely brand new redesigned discussion tab. Sweet. Which is going to be very cool. Acting more as a forum. It's just going to be easier to navigate for kind of forum use. Uh, still no videos yet inside a discussion tab, but that's on the horizon. Uh, getting a search bar keyword f- f- tab, which is... Incredibly important. Yes, because we have hundreds and hundreds of hours of content in there And it was becoming increasingly increasingly difficult to find the specific video So although that seems like an obvious easy one, uh, that's a big one. We're getting um, Oh just updates to a bunch of like the keyboard stuff Um, There's such there's so many little details that when you're navigating somebody else's website or app that maybe you wouldn't think about or maybe you do and just think that it should obviously be a part of the app even those obvious things are so difficult and take so much time and take so much money to implement that when one thing happens that's tiny like the keyword search bar feature being added just that one thing i am pumped yeah it's huge (laughs) yeah because it's just one step further and like to know that as technology improves we will always continue on that trend of one step a little bit better and a little bit better while simultaneously growing the community within there it essentially is uh, sort of like you know as long as we continue to really tend to this thing it's almost like what people would describe as escape velocity where it is it just is compounding and will continue forever which is uh really really exciting business wise um yeah it's it's just like it's cool it's yeah, how did we right. get into talking about the app again not we're a fucking clue again?
1: oh we we're talking no about idea. app people we're talking about app people well here tell me a little let's talk a little bit about the season as a whole just for a second you're how old like 35 now? You're, yeah, <laughs> you're 29, 40, right?
0: 40, 46. <laughs>
1: you're what, 29 yeah. or 30? You haven't turned 30 I'm, yet.
0: Nope. Okay. I turned 30 on June 6th, so it's creeping up. I'm oh, 29 wow. years old. I, although am not in the best shape of my life right now, that is only because I have dedicated less time as of the recent past to working out because the business has taken over at least temporarily I feel as though I have potential still to if I put the right time in to be physically at the top that I've ever been which is what people have always told you right but as you get older you get scared that that won't be the case but I I really think that these next three to five years I can be at peak physical fitness also at age 29 Although we're still leveling up, mentally and mindset, and everything about the way that my, the, the, the computer of my brain di- operates, it is so it is so much better than 25 years old. It is a million times better than 23 years old, and it is infinitely better than 21 years old or 19 years old when I first turned pro. I can't even describe how much better, smarter, more patient, more confident. uh, Every every piece of that puzzle better than when I was a young kid. So it's just cool to prove a little bit to myself for sure, and also prove to just the world, I suppose that. I can go fast again, to a certain extent, qualifying top 10, big accomplishment, Uh, doing it multiple times, doing it three or four times. That's insane actually, now that I think about it. To qualifying straight out of heat races, again, not once, two, three, four, five times qualifying straight out of heat races. That's insane if I think about it, making every main event, except for like two. That's insane if I think about it. I I wouldn't have thought that I would have accomplished all of those things. This season, am I capable of more? Yes, that's the exciting part, is I now have not just 80% confidence in that. I am 100% confident that following the three-year plan that I've I've put together uh, to get us through 2026 Supercross, I will be better than I've ever been uh, ever, ever, which is I'm very, very grateful and like I it is the perfect it, accidentally, it's the perfect trajectory of a career path for for racing. you know, I, I didn't get burnt uh, I got burnt out, but I got burnt out early enough when I was like 18 years old. Uh, that put me through a few, a few, weird years of like just trying to figure out who I was and what I was doing while also trying to figure out a plan B and an an exit strategy from the sport, which then led into the creation essentially accidentally of AJ Catanzaro Moto X Academy, which has now transcended into the one of the one of the largest brands in motocross, the Moto Academy, uh, to have three remaining years at least of my career racing to where I can be the best ever I we've talked about this multiple times uh, but it is clearer than ever and I think at first it sounded like a weird crazy AJ thing that that I would say like ah yeah sure okay cool um, and then you know maybe as more recent it's been like okay yeah maybe he's right maybe we we could get there now I think It's obvious that uh, my my career trajectory in Supercross could be doing this and and ramping up to its peak here in the next three years, and the business will be doing it simultaneously. So um, that is the that was the that's the vision. So uh, it's it's happening, and I'm grateful. And the consciousness of paying attention enough and being present enough to just be grateful throughout the whole thing and not be too wrapped up because that's the hard part is when you have a million things happening it is easy to uh just kind of not be in the present and i felt as though i've done a really good job of checking in and being present throughout this whole experience this year uh, and i've loved every second of it even the races that didn't go well and I'm doing air quotes like when you when you look back and by the time you create this movie that will release from the year it, it will create the perfect storyline and I'm so I'm grateful for that it's uh, it's it's really 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 cool it's really cool are you raising your hand to have a question? Because your uh, your thing is on such a lag that if you're doing anything visually, I'm getting it 30 seconds after.
1: Okay, no, I just did that. Uh, no, I was just going to say, like, I mean, we are, the story has always been, like, man, our team is so good and all this stuff. But it's, like, where does this season fall in your mind as far as, like, just the overall umbrella of, like, this was a good season? Like, this was, it was fun.
0: This was the best season of my life. Uh, this was the best season of my life, period. Uh, there's not even a question. This is the best season of my life. Yeah. 100%. Not result-wise, but just the combination and culmination of all of it. Team atmosphere, uh, results, comfortability on the bike, fun level on the bike, uh, being present on race day and not being nervous, and instead of being nervous and stressed out and anxious all day on race day, taking it all in and enjoying every second of it, I did that more this year than I've ever done in my life. The, it, it, the way I went through a race day, and in fact, my energy level at the end of a race day, not necessarily physical exhaustion, but like the mental drain and the mental exhaustion, was much less this year much less than it's ever been. And a lot of that was because I, yeah, maybe for the first few rounds, sure. But then I, something clicked and I figured it out. And uh, I was getting through the days with amazing energy levels. Like I, I wouldn't be completely drained at the end of it. I wouldn't, there wasn't a moment I can think of the last three or four rounds that I got nervous just felt confident and still and uh present and was and was having fun yeah well, I mean my, dude I can't uh, wait yeah. I can't freaking wait I know we have so many a million other exciting things that we have to do first but I can't wait to race
1: supercross next year not crazy and I just we just finished the season I know I thought we peaked last year We made a main. (laughs) I thought, we, you know, like, yeah, no, dude, I'm telling
0: you, I'm telling you it. I have this crazy, crazy, crazy. Dude, think about crazy confidence uh, and belief. Think about the amount of
1: training you're going to get in for next year just because you have you have to. Like, think about that for a second. Yeah. You're going to be training so much for next year.
0: Yeah. I'm going to own multiple multiple motocross communities that I will be bouncing back and forth in between to manage. But simultaneously, my management will be training and riding my dirt bike, which is perfect. So I'm going to put myself in a situation to where literally my management will be out there shadowing the instructors, sitting in on their lesson plans and riding with the students so i'll be getting my training in while you know overseeing the entire operation um dude it's perfect you couldn't have scripted the whole thing any better i mean it, i'm so lucky and we think this season is awesome it's if we keep this mindset and enjoy it and everything that we did this year it's just and i'm gonna be way faster uh it's gonna be even cooler i i would think
1: yeah crazy huh good year good year yeah good year and guys we are going to do the team podcast which i couldn't be looking i couldn't be more looking forward to i mean that's gonna are be we doing
0: that on saturday night or what are you thinking i have no idea when we're gonna do it when would you the like good to do news it? is we have a really cool when do you fly out n- airbnb to record it in like yes. we could definitely get some cool lighting set up and there was like a fireplace mm-hmm. or i think there was cool uh we could make a cool vibe for a podcast
1: when are you going? Which gonna, I'm pumped about do you fly out sunday uh yeah i must i don't know what time i fly, fly out on monday on. so i don't know what that means okay um,
0: there's one or two other people that fly out on monday as well so we want to say i fly out later on sunday
1: okay yeah, because we're going to, that's going to be a long one. That's going to be a, if we don't break some records on that podcast, I'm going to be upset. But uh, it's going to be great to hear from Dan and Jamie because, like, you got to remember the public has not heard from Dan and Jamie on that level. Like, there is a difference when you get to just listen to some people talk for a couple hours.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, Ooh, it's three, uh, sorry, 350
1: on Sunday. Great. So we have Sunday. Too. great great Good. it's gonna be awesome guys i'm really looking forward to it i gotta we still gotta do denver so we got one more podcast before that happens um are we an hour and 18 minutes into this yeah we're done <laughs> we're done for today i gotta go edit
0: this video <laughs> yeah holy cow that went quick yeah, it was fun. uh real quick before we we sign off little update for there's been a bunch of people there are more pilots out there than I thought there were. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I am getting constant messages inside the Moto Academy app on Instagram uh, with people giving me advice when it comes to getting my private pilot's license. So thank you guys for sending that advice in. I'm five hours in uh, flight time wise, so I'm we're brand we're brand new we're brand new. Any info is helpful. Um, what else? Oh, I've been getting stopped by pilots in the airport. Three times it's happened now. It happened in Nashville, and uh, he said he had changed around some of his flights so that he could be there for the race. And I, this was Sunday morning as I was flying out. He said, Good ride, you looked awesome. Uh, and he goes, Congrats on getting your PPL. I'm like, Oh, thank you. And I, I asked him, What t- I, I could be, because the whole idea here is I'm, I wanna buy a plane. And I said, What four to six-seater plane would you recommend? Right away, he said, Cirrus SR20 or SR22, which. Coincidentally, is the Cirrus SR22 is what I'll be training on next, and because I have three of them at our Naples APF Airport, it, and that's that's the plane I want to buy. So, uh, thank you for that info. Didn't I can't remember his first name, uh, but yeah, if you guys want to message me inside of the app to give me some advice when it comes to uh, getting this private pilot pilot's license, that would be helpful. Uh, and to subscribe, go to ClubTheMotoAcademy.com. It is the we're the, we're the motocross community, the Moto Academy. We got an app for iPhones. We got an app for Android. We got it all. Um, also, by this podcast will drop when? Tomorrow, which is Thursday? Uh, f- I mean, I hope. <laughs> yeah. Or a fri- Friday? Some,
1: as soon as possible. Okay.
0: Uh, the, the, we are dropping quarter three of the Moto Academy tour. So if you want to train with us in person, that is dropping this Friday... The should probably have known this May 5th. So May 5th, if you have been waiting for a class to be released that you haven't seen yet on the calendar, very likely it's going to be in that quarter three drop. So tour.themotoacademy.com if you want to train with us in person. Um, Shout out driver Jamie. Once again, he is driving all the way out to Sacramento as we speak all the way across the country, cross country trip. To get the van built out by Custom Upfits, so shout out Custom Upfits for uh, and Todd for doing the van. That's going to be epic! Can't wait to see the finished product for that. And uh, thank you, for driver Jamie. Hopefully, you enjoyed this podcast. Uh, send us a text. Give us our score one to ten on how we did. Um, you're the man. Okay, Moto Academy podcast. Till next time. Toodles.